He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This, this is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and welcome in to the Tuesday edition of the Earl Farrell Forum Memphis Show. Lovely day outside, actually warmer today than yesterday. So I give you permission to leave work early. Tell your boss, Earl says it's okay. And uh, go out and find some sun and sit in it and enjoy it for a little bit. We got, as you just heard, uh, some rain moving in tomorrow. So, uh, so much for the vacation. Uh, as you just also heard on our news, uh, Willie Harrington uh, is going to jump back into the mayoral race again uh, coming up. Uh, if, if you'll recall, last time he ran against Jim Strickland, and um, I remember so many people telling me uh, that uh, Willie was going to win that going away. In fact, I saw these guys wearing Willie Harrington hats and uh, talking about all the changes that were coming up. Well, you may not recall, but Jim Strickland won. Uh, by a 62%, 62.1% of the vote, 59,886 to Willie Harrington's 27,694, which is only 28.7% of the vote. So I don't know. Uh, Willie says we need leadership. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Uh, but I've known Willie Harrington since I moved here in 1978. He was then the uh, superintendent of schools for the city schools. And uh, then he ran for uh, mayor, and as you heard, he was mayor for like 17 years. Uh, and so it's, uh, I think Willie has had more than his uh, opportunity to lead Memphis. And I think we are really looking for some new direction there. So that's uh, my two cents on that. Uh, I remember running into Willie at the, uh, at the golf tournament one year. Is after it moved out to Southwind from Colonial, and I saw him. hadn't seen him in a while, and uh, I had uh, been. Of course, over the years, I worked for Channel Three, Channel Five, Channel Thirteen. I think it was at Channel Thirteen when this occurred. So I run into him at the golf tournament. He comes. He goes, Earl Farrell. You know what? You remind me of a cockroach. Every time I think you're dead and gone, you come back. <laughs> I tell that story to people. They die laughing. They go, that is, that is Willie Harrington to the T. He actually meant it as a compliment, but everything he says comes out kind of insulting. Fortunately, I, I, things like that don't bother me. I laughed about it that day, and I, I, I tell it every opportunity I get because I think it's a funny story. In a way, he's really right. I am kind of like a cockroach. You can't kill me. At any rate, uh, we'll be following that closely. Also today, it has come out that the Memphis Police Department has fired eight more Memphis police officers in connection with the Tyree beating death. Um, that's for a total of 13 MPD officers, not counting the three that have been fired, uh, the two EMTs and the fire department lieutenant uh, fired from the city fire department, and not counting the two Shelby County Sheriff's deputies who are just under suspension uh, under, and under investigation. At least that's the last update I've heard on that. So uh, that case continues to develop. Uh, God knows where it's going to end. But uh, that's, uh, 
that is to me, I, and I don't know who would be left, but that has to be everybody who was at that scene that night, no matter what point uh, in the development of that scene. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, we had what three more carjackings this weekend and the big uh, police chase through Shelby Farms on Sunday afternoon with 20 MPD cars chasing a silver Neos, N- Nissan that was firing at um, the people uh, as they drove down the road and uh, and fortunately did not hit anybody, not any police officers or any citizens who were out in, at Shelby Farms walking and jogging and riding their bikes and rollerblading. Uh, they went through there at 95 miles an hour. And then exited back out on Walnut Grove, went down to, to Germantown Parkway, took a right, and somehow lost 20 police cars in that uh, in that pursuit. So uh, uh, we, we're in dire need of police protection in this city. I was uh, just thinking last night about it. If you could have the perfect vehicle to be driving around in Memphis these days, it would be uh, an AMRAP, which is an armored uh, military vehicle that you cannot shoot through bulletproof proof glass bulletproof uh, doors fenders with a turret on top uh, that you can stand up and look at it if they're coming after you you can shoot in any direction or fire back at the uh, the onslaught coming at you uh, and believe it or not you can actually buy an amrap i looked it up And there's a place here in Memphis that actually sells all kinds of uh, military surplus vehicles. It's down at 2nd and Crump. They probably got 15 acres of military vehicles. And uh, you can buy an AMRAP. You can drive it on the streets. Now, the fully armored ones are kind of expensive, between two and (laughs) 400000 So that lets me out right there. But I did remember seeing an episode. I can't remember. Some detective show. And uh, they wanted to, to armor their cars. So what they did is take yellow pages, which good luck finding some yellow pages or a phone book anymore. But they took uh, yellow pages that were probably six, seven inches thick and gaffered taped them to the inside of the doors of the car. And uh, they said this, they, they practiced, they said, you can't penetrate these phone books even with a high-powered rifle. So I guess you could always do that, but that still leaves the windows they can penetrate. But it is ridiculous. I mean, to think that we're living in a civilized uh, society, 2023, and we're all like swivel-headed dolls every time you drive down the street or get out of your car and look around because you're thinking, I hope nobody shoots me or anybody else. And uh, the carjackings and the robberies and the the smash and grabs – uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. And, and, uh, I don't know who's going to step forward and say, here's our new plan, but, uh, it's, uh, with fewer and fewer people on the police force cause they're firing them all. Uh, and if they're guilty, they need to be fired. But, uh, I don't know where they're going to get the new ones because they won't let you hire outside Shelby County. And they've already lowered the bar to where you can be a convicted felon and, uh, not even have a, a associate's degree in, from college. So basically, a high school degree, and if it's not a really bad felony, uh, you can join the Memphis Police Department. And then you have a shortage of leadership because most of the experience of uh, police officers in the, in the training academy and uh, on the streets have left. So it leaves you with what we got now, and uh, apparently that's not good enough. So 
then we got the uh, President's State of the Union address tonight, which everybody's saying he needs to talk about the balloon thing. And uh, old Joe's saying, I ain't changing my speech. <laughs> I think that's kind of rich. He's not going to change his speech because uh, I've already written the speech. And that was like I was at one of the TV stations I worked for, I won't say which one, years ago. And, and uh, they said they had already put the promo up. I told them what the story I was working on, how it was going to come out. And they said, well, that's not how we promote it. I said, well, I'm real sorry, but that's the way it came out. So you need to change your promo. But we've already aired it. Then take it down and put up a new one and say, here's a correction. They hate that. They hate to say that they made a mistake. But uh, they don't hold their feet to it. Then they just make mistakes and then hope nobody notices. But um, he needs to address the the balloon situation because everybody's still talking about it. And um, so uh, we'll we'll watch. We're not carrying it live here at KWAM, but I'm sure you can find it in a number of places. I personally uh, don't think I could take an hour of Joe. I did hear uh, the uh, former press secretary for President Biden, uh, Sachi, Glenn Sachi, and she came out today and said. He is a great storyteller. He needs to tell stories. Are any of them true? Who knows? But I've never told particularly interesting stories. And he kind of wanders around for a while, and then he may or may not come to the point of the story involving uh, popcorn or whoever the guy was he took out behind the barn and beat up or uh, the... uh, any one of those stories, but uh, I think if he just stuck to the facts and what he's done, but what he's, as I understand, he's going to do come out and talk about all of his accomplishments, which ought to be interesting. But I'll just wait for the CNN uh, synopsis of the speech, and then I'll listen to that for about a minute and a half and go, okay, that's uh, enough. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, coming up at the half hour, we got um, Lady Di, Diane Kimbrough, coming in to talk about Healthcare and what's the latest on Blue Cross Blue Shield and Methodist Hospital and the Bonner Children's Hospital and what the coverage situation is with those. So many people have that insurance. And she's done a lot of research into what's going on. I understand they're still in negotiations, and, which is a good thing. Uh, but there is some workarounds that you can do that, uh, that may be able to help you if you're currently insured by Blue Cross Blue Shield in finding uh, help at area hospitals. So we'll be talking about that at the half hour. In the meantime, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back. And welcome back on this uh, Tuesday. And I don't know if you watched the Grammys the other night. I I missed it. I just always kind of catch the highlights. Uh, but Beyonce uh, really cleaned up. I think she's now won more Grammys than any other human being in the history of the Grammys. Uh, I was talking to Ron Olson today, and he was telling me, he said, you see how much the tickets are going for? And I was looking it up. All you, I can find is what it's going to Ticketmaster and Renaissance and places. But supposedly he found a place where they're, because, you know, people are buying them, then they resell them. And standing room only tickets are going for 1000 bucks. And some, I can't believe this. Front row tickets are like a hundred or two hundred thousand. I got to tell you, it, it, in my day back when concert tickets used to cost like maybe thirty-five bucks, forty, fifty. Some of them even got up to around a hundred dollars. 
but I just can't see. I don't know who it is. I don't know. I can't imagine anybody I would spend a thousand dollars on to go hear him sing. You know, I mean, we've all got great stereo systems. I mean, even even earbuds sound incredible. You know, and you can listen to the music. How much better is it going to be to go sit in a stadium full of thirty thousand people and pay a thousand bucks a head to sit in there and uh, go, wow, there they are. But apparently they're doing it. And uh, I just, uh, I know that when Taylor Swift was, uh, my daughter was younger, uh, she and my wife, Kathy, went to see her here at the FedEx Forum. And uh, and we paid a lot of money to go see Garth Brooks in Nashville, but not no thousand dollars a ticket. <laughs> so I don't know where all that's going, but uh, it ain't hunting in my uh, neck of the woods. And Harry Styles sparked a lot of backlash with his Grammy acceptance speech. Uh, the, uh, is, they call it the most white privilegedest thing they've ever heard because of his comment that says, this doesn't happen to people like me very often after winning an album of the year. And so they said that was very um, white privileged to say something like that. It said, uh, one person wrote, who, white British men? Another user wrote, don't get me wrong, I like Harry Styles, it's just I don't know why he said that specifically. Uh, I think everybody's just way too sensitive to anything anybody says anymore, and it's like, I don't know. I just remember when I was in first or second grade, when everybody teases, uh, little kids are cruel little beasts, and they all, no matter what your name is, they make fun of it. And since I was Earl, it was always riding with girl, and Earl is a Merle, Earl is a girl. And so you get your feelings hurt, and you go home, and you tell your mother. They made fun of me. They laughed at me at school. She goes, you got to get tough, son. <laughs> so they're going to be laughing at you and making fun of you the rest of your life over something you've said or done, or and even if you didn't say or do anything. So just kind of get over it. And I think that's pretty much what everybody should consider doing. I mean... If somebody's doing something that's really offensive, it's real simple. Turn around and walk away from them. In fact, I, I did an interview with a, a writer today. On, he writes and interviews people in broadcasting for a national publication. And uh, we were just talking about how, you know, we uh, said, what is it you like about Memphis? And you all have been in the headlines a lot. And I said, Memphis is an incredible town because people here, if they like you, they like you. And if they don't like you, they don't like you. But there's a lot of places you go to, and the first thing they want to know is, what do you do for a living? Because that's their judgment of you is, can you help me? Can you help me make money, get ahead? What can you do for me? And in Memphis, they really don't care what you do. It's it's interesting, and they like hearing about it. But they either like you and, and that you're a cool person and you've got a good sense of humor and you're fun to be around. But if you're a drag, if you're boring, or, or you're, you're a creep, they don't. They don't. Sh they don't shun you really. They just don't have anything to do with you, and uh, they walk away. And, and one of the best things is, bless you, bless their heart, <laughs> or just, uh, hey man, he ain't cool. And if they say that, then you ain't cool, and you might as well move because things ain't gonna change for you. Uh, I remember there was one guy who went to work at one of the stations I was at, and the news director called me and said, "Can you take him out and kind of show him around and kind of tell him how to." He needs to act. I said, look, man, I can teach him how to dial a phone. I can teach him how to run a camera, but you can't teach cool. You either are or you're not. And uh, 
And that's pretty much true about just people. You know, you, you can't teach somebody how to be endearing to other people. They either are or they're not. And, um, but I think Memphis is a great place. And I told him that I said, it's one of the best places I've ever been. I've lived in Canada. I've lived in Mexico. I've lived all over Texas. And when I came here in 1978, I noticed it immediately that it's a whole different vibe in Memphis, Tennessee. And, uh, I've always admired that about Memphis is, um, you can be rich or poor and people really don't care. All they care about is, uh, Hey, you're a good dude, a, a nice lady. And, uh, you're fun to be around. And if you're not, <laughs> Don't come around no more, no more. <laughs> so that's that story. Uh, Illinois representative um, says she won't attend Biden's State of the Union address tonight to listen to him lie and get applauded for it. <laughs> They'll put her in the same bucket as they do some of the other Republicans. Uh, California drops a plan for K-12 coronavirus vaccine mandate. They also did it in New York City. They fired 17,000 people in New York City for not getting the vaccine. And now they're saying, okay, we're dropping that. You don't have to have the vaccine anymore. But if you were one of the people that got fired from your job, guess what? You have to reapply. And if there's an opening, they'll consider you. <laughs> you believe that? Yeah. I want to move to New York City. And then the mayor went and spent the night in some tent that they got set up for the refugees that they were there were in a four star hotel in Manhattan, and they said we're moving you to this uh, tent. Uh, they got it's heated. They got uh, you know porta potties. They got f fresh food, hot food, but they got used to having a, a room at this hotel in Manhattan. Uh, change the sheets every day, hot showers, jacuzzis. Uh, three meals a day, and they went and looked at the tent and said, we putting up with this. And we we came to America. We we expect nothing but the best. In the meantime, the rest of us don't get no four-star hotel. All right, Diane Kimbrough, Lady Dies, up next. Stay with us. And thank you very much, and welcome back on this Tuesday. In studio with me now is Lady Di, your healthcare insurance PI. Also, <laughs> Diane Kimbrough with Diane Kimbrough Healthcare Insurance, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here again. And, uh, I pick up so much information from you, and you're one of the few people out there that really do research things. So many people in the healthcare insurance business know what their product is, but they don't really look around. And, and what you do is you look at everything that's out there that's available, and then you cobble together the best plans uh, customized to each each person, each client. Yes. And recently, Blue Cross Blue Shields uh, and uh, Le Bonheur Children's Hospital and Methodist Hospitals uh, ended their relationship. They could not um, work out a, a deal, a contract for the 2023. Right. So what we were reporting, and there was one family, they were had a child and they were sent, and had to have an ear. It was right in the middle of a deal for an ear operation because it was going to go to death if it didn't get it. They negotiated that, got that done. But everybody else was, was kind of put in suspension. And what came out of it was Blue Cross Blue Shield was saying, you can go to St. Francis, you can go to Baptist, you can go to these other places. Or you can go to other children's hospitals like in Ohio. 
Okay. Okay. That would be a network as well. But the problem is the Bonner Children's Hospital is the only children's hospital in this region. Mid-South, yes. So you would have to absolutely do some traveling, which is the last thing you want to do when you've got a critically ill child is to have to drive 500 miles. What is it you've learned, though, about what is available to Blue Cross Blue Shield patients and what what Blue Cross Blue Shield is saying to their clients? Well, I, I can't speak to what they're saying. I, I think one of the things that I'm learning is that um, because there was a bill that was passed uh, in 2021, hospitals are now required to um, post what their cost, uh, post what their prices are. So if um, different um, employers are looking at the prices of what the different hospitals are charging, then just like Blue Cross Blue Shield is looking at them, they're saying, you know what? your pricing is sometimes 200% higher. So if it's going to be... Than other hospitals. Than other hospitals in the area. area. So to give an example, and the example that I learned from um, this article that I read that was very informative and and very on point, although, of course, um, um, LeBonner Methodist is saying what they reported wasn't factual, but it sounds pretty factual but they, fact, when you read it to me i said it sounds like the republicans and Democrats. <laughs> so what yeah. you're saying is in, inaccurate <laughs> info not facts not true and uh and misleading <laughs> yeah and the best way i could describe it to you is that as i said earlier before i got in here is that you know you have pre-negotiated rates with these hospitals and with doctors as a insurance company all right that's how you form your network mm-hmm. they agree to these rates and when they look at what everyone's agreeing to, uh, to put it in simple terms, Methodist LeBonner would not bring their rates down to come somewhere in the range of where the other facilities were. So let's say that they went ahead and, and moved forward and went ahead and did business with Methodist and LeBonner, and they accepted their rates. Then their Blue Cross Blue Shield has agreed to pay $200 for a, a $500 procedure, okay. okay? And let's say that the procedure's 500, Blue Cross Blue Shield says, hey, for that, we're gonna pay you $200. But let's say that Methodist LeBonner, for an example in this situation, really, it should be $500, they're gonna pay 200. Methodist LeBonner says, no, 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 it's $500. And we need you to bring up your rates. and. Blue Cross Blue Shield goes no because the average cost of that is is two hundred and ten dollars. So we're going to pay you two hundred. You need to adjust your rates. Who's going to pay the difference between the two hundred and the five hundred? The the client. The, the, Typically the, the, the client. The patient, yeah. Or the insurance is going to have to raise their the carrier has to raise their so, rates. So what this is really is is the old squeeze play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Method said if you want to do business with us, this is what it's going to cost you, mm-hmm. and so is Lebonner. And if you don't like it, you can go someplace else. But isn't this really happening all over the country? Mm-hmm. And it even happens with doctors back during the coronavirus who were coming out. And we're told by their hospitals that you cannot say anything about any other treatment out there other than the ones we approve of. And if you do, we're going to suspend you from being able to operate at this hospital. It is, it is like the hospitals are now in control of their world. It's a business. Yeah. Even though it's nonprofit. Um, and, you know, one of the things that Methodist Lebonner came out, and, they're, and listen, they're, they're great organizations. I, I, lo- I used to work at Lebonner back in my 20s. 
So I have this is not a negative on the system. It's just an understanding of the system. Okay, so I don't want to paint anything dark here or negative, but I just want to say that I wish that they would come back to the table and negotiate fairly. And they're saying the reason that they're not is because they invest in a lot of um, research and and, 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 and equipment. practices mm-hmm. and equipment. And we understand that, too, but they also make a heck of a profit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's get past what they're each asking for. What's your advice to people out there that have Blue Cross and Blue Shield now to get I still want to use Methodist or Laboner. Yeah. So there are pricing out there. Um, there is a an organization. I'm trying to remember what the name of it is. Um, hang on just a second. Uh, the organization that I looked at, patientrightsadvocate.org. Patientrightsadvocate.org is the name of this. And they are um, explaining that there are... Um, pricing out there laws well laws requiring hospitals to post prices went into effect in 2021 so now you have access to what real pricing is now the ball's in your court you can go negotiate because you know by negotiating what you can do is come in and say i have blue cross blue shield insurance what if i were to pay this out of my pocket how much would you a discount would you Mm -hmm. give if i pay cash instead of use insurance and one of the things they found out was that some of the lower out-of-pocket pricing was through Laboner really? and Methodist. So, you know, you, this is really opening up another window for uh, us as the consumers to become more of the ones who are making changes in the, the well, it's systems. Also putting you into the driver's seat of the negotiations. Exactly. Which before we just had to take what they they left us and, and said this is where it is, this is what you're gonna have to pay. And which honestly this is nothing new. Negotiating for out of pocket, you know, versus, you know, paying like many times let's say that you go somewhere my husband and I do this a lot. We'll say, hey if we pay cash for that and instead of pay a credit card, can we get a yeah, cheaper discount. price? Sure. Yeah. And people say, Well of course you can, yeah. yeah. Not everybody, but, you know, it's the same. You always have to be kind of creative when you're looking to pay for services, no matter where you go. Or, or anything else. I used to have a friend, right. uh, Tim Eaton, who would go someplace, and he'd see some product, and it was really cool, like a, a, a whole rack of dresses, and he had a, a store that he sold all kinds of different stuff in. And he'd say, how much is this dress? I'd say, $75. He goes, how much if I buy all these dresses? And they go, $35. He goes, I'm buying them all. And so it really is, the world is a negotiation. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't matter whether it's insurance or dresses or tires. Uh, always ask, what's the difference between credit and cash? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and if, there's not a, if there's not a difference, then you go, okay, well, I'm going to go look someplace else. But that's why there is competition, and that's why you do need to shop around and don't feel like you're stuck somewhere. Right. Which is why I say call you because you're the one out there looking at all the different angles and mm-hmm. what you can do to improve your situation. And right now, I just saw a stat today that 65% of all Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And that's the, the, going to come out tonight at the State of the Union address. Uh, and uh, 82% of Americans are tapping into their savings just to make it these days. And how long is that going to last? Well, and then what? Right now, everybody's just saying, can I just keep doing this until things start getting better? Well, they they just went up on interest rates with the Fed uh, last week, a uh, quarter po- point. They said they're going to do it again. 
Uh, then, in the meantime, I saw a show last night where eggs up in the Northeast are going for $9 I a saw, dozen. I saw the same Yeah. That's nearly a dollar an egg. I'm telling you, we're going to have to open our own little chicken coops. Yeah, they would give up the egg. Uh, Don't give up the egg. Open the, your own chicken coop. In the meantime, you hear about all these chicken uh, ranches burning down. Same thing with processed meat. How many yeah. processed meat plants burned down the last year? So what's behind that? Well, it ain't coincidence. No. Mr. Coincidence doesn't ever show I, up. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't either. I don't believe in coincidences. So I just think it's really important. Uh, we always try to stay ahead of the game, and we try to. Uh, we need to understand our circumstances and just be open-minded to going and negotiating. If you want to really go to a particular facility, because I think Methods is a great hospital. Oh, and, and so Lebonner is Lebonner. And is fabulous. Yeah. Um, but be creative. Look at ways that you can um, maybe go in and do a cash price. Now, I will tell you that the doctors are in network, so you're fine with your doctors. Mm -hmm. It's just the facilities. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back, and if you, you want to call and ask uh, Diane a question, you can. We're going to take calls. Uh, it's 901-260-5926, 901-260-5926, and uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And welcome back on this Tuesday afternoon. We got Diane Kimbrough with Diane Kimbrough Health Insurance. Lady Di, your health insurance PI. Uh, we have one uh, person sent in a question, uh, and it's uh, if you have Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, healthcare, can you go to Methodist Hospital? And the question, the answer is yes. Um, is it true if you have Blue Cross Blue Shield, you cannot go to the Methodist Hospital? Well. You can go to Methodist. It's not saying that you can't go. It's just you will not have benefits or network coverage. You will not be in network. And that's what they've been telling us since January 1st because they could not come to an agreement on their contract negotiations. So pricing, oh, sorry, pricing is uh, going to be very different. It's going to be an out-of-network pricing. I don't know what kind of plan you have specifically. Because each plan's different. Yeah, everybody has a different kind of, you know, uh, take on in-network, out-of-network, but they're not in-network. So at this point, if you know you have to go to the hospital, go to a Baptist or St. Francis or look and see. Call your plan and call Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee. That's who this is under, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, and find out, you know, what hospital. Right now, it's Baptist in St. Francis. So, And then also, if you want to pay out of pocket, find out what that is. If, you, if you're paying cash, as we discussed a minute ago for winter break, uh, you, you may be surprised at how inexpensive it is. I know that uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, when he was alive, he was in Hawaii and had a heart attack, and he went to he didn't have health insurance. He said, "I just always pay cash." So he goes to the emergency room, pay well, cash there. Rush could. <laughs> Rush could. <laughs> then he would get on his Gulfstream Four and fly back to the United States. I would go back to this country, mainland. But the thing is, uh, you you might be surprised at how different the price of things are because with health insurance, and they always negotiate different prices, and they'll say that we'll pay this much for this procedure, this much for this procedure, and they just could not come with come down to a, a, something they could all agree on with the Bonner and Methodist. Yeah, for example, when you looked at what it would cost to get a colonoscopy at, let's say, facility A. And versus getting a colonoscopy at Methodist, Methodist, from what I understand, their prices, as it, according to the carrier, was like 200% more. Yeah. 
And so, again, that's not really fair to those members of Blue Cross Blue Shield that if you prefer Methodist over Baptist for whatever reason, maybe you, you have doctors, nurses, whatever, you just like you've been going there for all your life, understand that this is just a, it's a business yeah. negotiation is all it is. It's not that Methodist is bad or Blue Cross is bad. It's just a you can't really, get a negotiation. We were talking about $9 eggs a minute ago. It's really no different than that. You go to the store, the eggs are 9 bucks. You can either buy them or not buy them. Mm-hmm. But that's the going price for today. But we really want to see them get the negotiations in line because, especially with, because of Le Bonner Children's Medical Center, that's really one of the, the yeah. best children's medical center. Uh, and, you know, I love to say that I worked there. I did. I worked there for, like, when I was in my 20s. And I started out as a secretary with an attitude. (laughs) (laughs) You still got the attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can't lose a little bit of your spunk, right? No, it's called spunk now. It was attitude then. It's spunk now. now. (laughs) Well, but it is, uh, you know, that's why you're good at what you do, because you you don't just stop where a lot of people would stop normally. You sit there and go, well, I think we can do better than that. And that's what you do is uh, get the best deal for your clients uh, that's, that works for them. And yeah, in fact, you said, and I want to get this in for you, we've got about a minute left. The, somebody called you and they said, I just had a baby. I don't, should I look at other uh, other programs? And you said what? Yeah, because open enrollment's happening at her work. And I said, tell me what your, your plan is. She told me. And after we talked about it and the cost, looking at everything combined, I said, you need to stay put. Stay right where you are. Keep your child on this plan and move forward. And she said, you don't think I should get quotes from you? And I said, no. So, you know, I will be happy to talk with you if, if I can get enough information from you. Tell, give me your phone number and how to get in touch with you. It's area code 901-606-9091. And your email? It is info at ladydieyourinsurancepi.com. And uh, what's Bill getting you for Valentine's? Do you know yet? I have no clue. What's but the, the worst? pressure's on you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> what's the worst Valentine present you ever got? Can you remember? I yeah, I, I got <laughs> yeah, um, I got not from Bill, but I got lottery tickets, and I was like, <laughs> and did you get? Did you get to scratch them off yourself? Or? Yeah, but yeah, but it's like. <laughs> Lottery tickets. I don't really want lottery tickets. <laughs> How romantic. And if you, if you had won, did you have to split them? Yes. With the oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I hadn't thought about that one yet. But, mine, but Bill doesn't do the lottery, so he's, no, he's not really big into it. So I'm like, yeah, that's okay. I'm not a lottery either. Well, happy Valentine's <laughs> Thank Day. Thank you. You too. All right. We're going to take a break, then we'll be back. He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and welcome back on this Tuesday uh, a little over a week away, we got something called Valentine's Day, and I know women always know when it is, but for some reason, uh, guys always seem to forget about it. 
So I thought uh, today would be a good uh, time to remind everybody that Valentine's Day is coming up next week and uh, that uh, there are good things you can do and there are, are things you can do for your significant other that maybe don't work out so well. And I was talking about that with my good friend Ron Olson, and he starts telling me this story about something he did for his lovely wife. And so I said, could you, re- could you tell that story to my listener today? Because this is really a great story. So Ron Olson is on the phone with us right now. How are you, sir? Hey, fine, Earl. You're making me laugh just uh, getting ready to tell the Vicky story. Well, uh, it is because we all do things that we think this will be really special. Right. You know, because you want to yeah. do something that, and you can hear them telling their friends, "Oh, and Ron did this for me, and it was so <laughs> romantic." So, to explain how this whole thing unfolded. Yeah. Well, basically, you asked me about it, and I thought for a second, I said, "Yeah, you know what? I I remember one time we were building a house here at our uh, in Germantown, like many, many, many minutes ago, and I think it was Valentine's, and I was thinking." Why don't I do something really special, really romantic? So I decided to uh, have a dinner. Our house was still kind of, you know, not maybe three quarters done, but there was still a lot of, you know, the walls weren't completely up. So I thought I'm going to do something on Valentine's. So I, 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 I just met my new neighbors and I asked them to help me on this deal. So I got dinner for two from Early Jensen's, you know, Ooh, to wow. go. Yeah. So I was bringing it home. I set up a table with a tablecloth, and and I put candles on the table, and candles kind of all inside the house, a whole bunch of She loves candles, right? Right. So then um, I even went to the thing. I got some rose petals, thinking this will be romantic, and I, I left, kind of spread them from the outside of the house through the garage up the stairs, and boom, when you walk in, you follow the rose petals. There's a candlelight dinner for for two that you know in your new uh, home who it's just not yeah, ready all yet. yeah we're all excited about it. she walked in she loved it and she was like oh my god this is great and how sweet of you and you know and and, and then you know we kind of ate dinner and then she was kind of acting like um um uh, um <laughs> and she said she forgot she had a boom box set up i did i had some some music playing and 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 then at the right moment I could tell Vicky was kind of uncomfortable about something and and I'm like what 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 is it she goes who's going to clean up all the candle wax <laughs> <laughs> who's going to clean the candle wax off the uh, off the air conditioner uh, what about uh, these rose petals they're everywhere <laughs> <laughs> who's going to sweep up the rose petals <laughs> So anyway, she's a lovely and fantastic girl, and she turned out to be really spectacular in many ways. I might get that in there, and then, but it was just one of those moments where, uh, you know, I, you do think sometimes as a guy, and you don't totally get it, that you don't, you know, you're like, I thought that was a pretty good move, and then uh, who's going to clean up all the wax? I'm like, okay, you know what? Uh, okay, all right, note stuff. Don't do that again. Thank you. <laughs> There's another story you told me right after that, though, is uh, you you came home when you were because it, it really is funny when you when men try to help out around the house yeah, more times worked. than not uh, you, you you're not you're not doing it the way they would do it no and so no. tell tell the sweeping up the well kitchen. I I was I was home and and for some reason I, I looked like the kitchen floor needed some sweeping so 
I was sweeping up the kitchen floor and everything. And then uh, the door opened. I could I knew it was Vicky coming home, and I stopped sweeping. I didn't bother to turn around and look because I could tell she was staring at me. That I knew without turning around, this extrasensory husband perception. You could feel those eyes burning into your something back. Something was wrong, right? <laughs> and, I, and I turned around and I said, what's the matter? And she said to me, you're using the outside broom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there's a difference. <laughs> you know, the broom's a broom. What difference? What really, truly difference does it make? But uh, it does. I made that mistake with a with a mop one time, and she goes, "That's yeah. the outside mop." I said, "Yeah." What's the difference? She goes, "Outside dirt's not the same as inside dirt. Don't you know anything?" <laughs> right. And then she comes in here a minute ago and says, "And don't forget the time you wrote I love you' all over the mirror with soap." I'm like, and well, what's wrong with that? Gonna, who's going to clean it up? You know? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so when in doubt, what, go to Costco and get two dozen roses well, for uh, eighteen bucks. Well, but I did that. I was uh, this is years ago, back when Cecil's was still in business, and so it's Valentine's evening. And so we're getting ready to eat dinner, and she's fixing it, and we didn't have something. So I said, I'll run up to the Cecil's and get it. And she said, well, right. don't get me any flowers. They just die, and they're way too expensive. Exactly. I said, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to get any flowers. <laughs> so I get up there, and I hear the uh, on the loudspeaker, attention, Cecil shoppers, a dozen red roses now 50% off. And I went, all right. Man, what a deal. So I go up and I get the roses and get whatever else she needed for dinner. I come home and I walk in with the roses. She goes, I told you not to get me roses. They're too expensive and they just die. I said, but I got these for half price. (laughs) Cheap flowers. So you got me cheap flowers. Why don't you just go by the graveyard and steal some flowers? (laughs) That's not a bad idea, but you never want to announce to your wife that you got roses half off. No, that that does not help your case any. Does not work. So this is a a suggested uh, Valentine's gifts for her. Okay. And this is from Vogue. I want to get your impressions of each one. Oh, yeah. Okay. This will be good. Uh, This is, and they refer right at the top. It's a... Urban Stems American Rose Bouquet uh, that cost 175 bucks. I get a lot better no. deal than that at, at uh, no. Cecil's. But so you're you're saying no on the roses, right? No on that. No. Okay. How about this? Uh, Smithson Roses Small Card uh, for 17 dollars. It has a big heart on it, and it's a very expensive uh, uh, paper. Seventeen. I think you're ringing. I think you're ringing the bell right there. It's a it's a ding 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 ding. <laughs> Uh, and this is a Le Croissant heart spoon rest that you put in the kitchen, and it's just shaped like a heart that you put. In yeah. the, you know, so you stirring up stuff, and you put the spoon down on. That's thirty bucks. You think that? No, and that's not good because they can throw it at you. Well, that is Which, true. That is right. true. Oh, no, no, no on that one. Uh, an no. Amy Hart crew net sweater for five hundred fifty dollars, and it has a heart. And then uh, no, no, okay, no. no. How about this? How about uh, front row tickets to Beyonce for only $6,500? She goes by herself. <laughs> we t- I talked about that earlier on. I said, can you oh believe God. how much those no. tickets are going for? No, it's crazy. I mean, good Lord. Uh, he, well, in, in fact, you said standing room only tickets are 1000 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. No way. Here's a uh, Aaliyah LaCour leather shoulder bag shaped like a heart. For just 
1170 bucks no. for a shoulder bag. No. I think I'm going to go back to sweeping the kitchen. I think that <laughs> might be the, or, might or, be the best or, thing. Or there's this. This is the last one. Little book of love poems. Now, what if you gave Vicky a little book of love poems? No. That's not going to work that's, either. That's not coming from Uncle Ronnie either. All no, right. you got to write them yourself if you're going to do anything. And um, <laughs> those will be fun. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Here's I why I. your sister. She looks just like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I hope you got something really good for Vicky this year. But, uh, but not Rosie. Actually, I, let me tell you what I'm doing. All right. We're going to go see the Tina Turner Review at the Orpheum oh, can- on Valentine's Night. Guess what? That's exactly what, what we're doing. We'll see. Two great minds think alike. And we're going to go to the Majestic and have dinner before going, the show. We're going to the what? Majestic. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> now we just got to find a place to park downtown and we'll be in good shape. Well, as long as the girls agree on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Right now. All right, Ron Olson, thank you, All sir. Right. Tell Vicki. All right, Earl. Uh, happy Valentine's. I will. See you. Bye-bye. See you later. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Then we'll be right back. And welcome back on a Tuesday. Uh, I got some gift ideas for men. Uh, Kyle, see if any of these appeal to you. I mean, do, do, do you ever get presents to like valentine's because a lot of men they don't give you anything you know they, you get a pair typically of typically not no it's typically isn't that the girl holiday well you know, you know it's uh it's, 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 it's unfortunately you know it's like every other holiday like like uh father's day you know we give the, the most money of any holiday is spent on mother's day that's the biggest of any kind all year long the least amount of money is spent on Father's Day. That makes <laughs> makes a lot of sense. But here's some gifts. They're under $100. And this first one I kind of like because I, 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 I like to cook. It's uh, for the man who already has a Ganucci board. It's a uh, Marcato Atlas pasta machine. This is if you can make your own pasta. Uh, continue his fresh pasta journey with this chef-favorite ham-operated appliance from a company that's been making pasta since uh, 1930s, and it's uh, 75 bucks. That's, that's not bad. Sounds pretty nice. Then here's for the man who hates letting grocery store herbs wilt. You can uh, grow your own herbs in a little kitchen counter, kind of a, a little uh, planter box that you can put up in the window in the kitchen, and it grows a little mini tomatoes and herbs of all kinds. And I, I don't think I'd care for that. Uh, and... And this one, probably more men should get something like this. For the man whose skin has a dry January. <laughs> I definitely need that. It's uh, the O.C. Andrea Algae Oil. Teach him how to properly moisturize with LeVar Burton's favorite body oil. And uh, keep that dry, cracking skin away from me. <laughs> and there's also you have the uh, extensive skin care itself. Evidently, this is the rage. This is for some... The Triple Algae Eye Renewal Balm. I guess this this gets rid of the bags and wrinkles around your eye. And this is for the man who likes a chilled red wine. It's a uh, not a normal corkscrew, but if he's a bit of a designer, he'll love this tool created by Memphis Milano designer Alessandro Mendini uh, in the 90s. $57. 
and it's really a cool looking wine tool, uh, which so that's something I would like. Uh, and then uh, for the man who likes to sing in the shower, see, I'm not allowed to sing anywhere, <laughs> even in the shower. But it's a waterproof, shockproof Bluetooth speaker that tops our list of the best Bluetooth speakers that can go anywhere, including you can hang it up in your shower. I hadn't even heard about that. But uh, as I said, I'm not allowed to sing along with anything. And for the man who keeps talking about starting a podcast, this Blue Yeti USB microphone for $100. That's kind of cool looking. Oh, yeah. Uh, And more and more people are starting a podcast. And then uh, there's the... um, for the man who who's games on the subway, who plays games on the subway, well, we don't have a subway, but it's easy to use console for the iPhone. Is one of our favorite gifts for gamers. Strategist, tech writer Jordan McMahon writes: This is a its portability has turned gaming into on my iPhone into a first class experience. I wouldn't do that. I never have time to play games on my iPhone. Uh, New York City Transit Authority objects nah, don't need that. Uh, and now this I could probably use. It's a jacket, a Columbia's Men's Watertight Two jacket. That that's something I'll use because I never go out and buy that stuff for myself. And so if somebody Katie doesn't buy me clothes, I just don't buy them. So I'm just not a. Sh- Are you a shopper, Kyle? I'm not much of a shopper. I usually have things bought for me. Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. If they depended on me to, I mean, this would be good for the man that's. Uh, uh, this uh, cloud loom organic robe. I like a, a a robe in the winter, and and but the rest of the time I just get up and get dressed, and <laughs> skip the robe altogether. Uh, here's a uh, professional cordless magic clippers. If you do, you cut your own hair. I don't know, but I just started growing a beard. You know, so I gotta. You might want. I mean, I could use something like that. A beard trimmer. <laughs> Yeah, Everybody's listening. <laughs> uh, and the shoes, I'm not big on the shoe. I wear boots, and, and I pick them out myself. Uh, and the rest of this stuff, I don't really see. I, I could use this, a enamel cast iron crepe pan. I, I like crepes. I like making, I love omelets. I, I really would like to have an omelet pan because I, I cook breakfast all, but that's what I do is one of my things is I cook breakfast. So there's a lot of ideas out there for you. Uh, but you know your man, and you probably know what he needs because women knows that kind of stuff. And uh, so usually you'll get a functional gift that the that your significant other uh, really does need. Uh, I think you get more fun gifts when you're single. But it, when you get married and then when you start having kids, uh, it turns into more, oh, I start thought you... bowls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were like a new vacuum cleaner. that's your new uh your special valentine's gift or functional gifts for the the house or the for the car i got got you a new water pump for the car (laughs) so it becomes uh the life's a little necessity so uh but it is uh, i think the number one thing people do on valentine's is go out to to eat and uh but it is one of those days that is so crowded and when and we go places it's uh service is a little slower because they are so packed and as ron olson said we are going to go see the tina turner story at the orpheum and go to the majestic which the majestic is great about getting people in and out before the show so we go there early and then get out and and but then we stay through the show but uh everybody's getting back out to the restaurants the restaurant scene has really uh gotten back to normal which is 
thank goodness, because it was that was the worst part about the whole pandemic thing was nobody went out to eat. And uh, the fact that so many of our great restaurants survived that is absolutely a miracle because it was it was what some of them were doing. I remember uh, Jim's Place East had a bar set up outside the restaurant. And if you pulled up to get a, a something to, to go, they'd fix you a drink while you waited. You could have a drink in your car. It's like a drive-in movie. And uh, and they survived that way. The Half Shell did similar things. Uh, which Everybody did whatever they could just to keep people to keep coming in and buying so they could keep their employees working, their cooks, their servers. And uh, now you go out and you go, thank goodness it's, it's all back. And more and more restaurants are opening, and uh, that's the way it should be. So get out and support your local restaurants and, and make reservations now for Valentine's because it will be packed, I can promise you, out there. Uh, we're going to take another break. It's a Tuesday. Uh, we've still got some sunshine out there. i got some clouds that are going to be moving in, but uh, the wet weather is moving in tomorrow, so keep that in mind. Your plans for Wednesday. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. And welcome back on this Tuesday afternoon. We were talking about uh, gifts for Valentine's. I found another list. That was kind of expensive. It was uh, under 100 but this is under 25 And uh, Kyle, my producer, is growing a beard, so this is going to be perfect for him. Uh, it's called Grave Before Shave Beard Oil. I'm not having any grays yet. Thank uh, goodness. What, G-R-A-V-E, not gray. Grave. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of our favorite beard oils. This product contains jojoba, J-O-J-O-B-A, jojoba, tea tree oils to soften the skin and clear the pores. So that's, you know, because you're not shaving every day. You've got to you remember to keep washing that face. This beard oil helps it gets all, all itchy. Yeah, I've and, had to deal with that. And tea tree, tree oils are really good for your skin. Uh, this is something I would love to have. It's a Lodge preseason 10.25 inch cast Ooh. iron skillet with assisted handle. Cast iron that. skillets are the best thing in the world to cook on. I once I bought one, I have not cooked on any of my other pans nah. ever since. It's been like that for about two years now. You ditch all the uh, <laughs> the nonstick Teflon stuff, and I understand that Teflon stuff. It's uh, these are those are little bitty micro chips and stuff that get into your body. And uh, the cast iron skillet is just, and the more you use it, the more it's seasoned. It just gets so much and, better. Uh, better. I, we used to talk about uh, my grandmother, great grandmother, used to make the best gumbo in Houston. And we got the, my sister and I have the recipe, but it never has tasted like their gumbo. And I, the other day I figured out why. They, we didn't get the cast iron skillet they cooked it in, which makes a huge difference. That's, that skillet had been seized, seasoned over over 75, 80 years of cooking gumbo. And uh, and you put it in a new pan, it ain't the same. It's just not the same. And then here's, for the man who wants to start baking more, which I don't bake because baking is science. I mean, Baking's hard. I, look, I say I like cooking. I, I love cooking. I will never bake. Yeah. Cooking is, is a little of this, a little of that. Baking is exactly this and exactly that and exactly for this how long. And if you mess up, yeah, you'll pay for it. 
Yes, I don't do that. And and I love to play chess when I was younger, but I don't have time to now. They're a little portable chess set, but you know, who's got the time? Uh, this, this is kind of interesting because just like vinyl records are coming back, you know. And, oh, yeah. And people are going out, especially young people. My son's looking for it now, buying turntables. I got a lot of them. I got a lot of well, a lot of vinyls. Yeah, and uh, they they're finding out the sound of of not wax. It's really vinyl, uh, but they used to call it spinning the wax. Uh, there's a sound to that that digital is digital is kind of cold, really. I mean, it's very clear, but it doesn't have the warmth uh, of a really good sounding amplifier and speakers. It's and it's something crazy. I got a I got a Fleetwood Mac vinyl, and there's this one song. It's um. Oh goodness, man! It's like it's it's got the guitar. Never go back again, and it's as soon as that song comes on, it sounds like they're just sitting in the same yeah. room with you playing the guitar. Well, this is uh, not uh, turntables, but it is retro. It's for the man who's planning on a memorable 2023 uh, iFord XP2 Super Single Use Camera with Flash. It's a black and white camera. These surprisingly high-quality black-and-white disposable cameras are easy to capture memorable moments from weddings and graduations to scene hikes and cross-country road trips. Uh, but I don't know where you send them. I guess you have to have them developed. But you could do black-and-white photos with your cell phone. So I don't know the advantage of uh, taking black-and-whites on a throwaway camera. Uh, this is uh, for the man who just adopted a dog. It's the Kong Wubba friend. Oh, what about the one that just got a cat? Uh, a cat. Uh, you could probably give this to a cat. A cat would <laughs> like that. It said, getting him a stuffed animal uh, feels too cheesy. Give him a, his dog one. <laughs> That's the way you, I did get. This is not for you. It's for your dog. We called it his bear octopus, and we hate it, writes Alice and Gregory, of this multi-legged dog toy. We're not even sure where it came from, but uh, Mickey, our toy poodle, likes it more than anything, and it's not a piece of outright garbage. Uh, everything we give our my son's dog or my daughter's golden, they just destroy. So, now this is something you would probably go for. Uh, for the man who only has one sweatshirt, this is the <laughs> Golden Men's Fleece Hooded Sweatshirt. Uh, model actor Miles Garber told us he lives in his Gildan hoodie. They're cool because they look vaguely 90s, which is the best era of sweatshirt, I think. That's him talking. If your Valentine doesn't wear red, the sweatshirt comes in no fewer than 20 other colors. You know, the this thing about, I look at my closet, I, I don't have anything red. I think maroon is the closest thing to a red I have. And everybody should have something red, you know? Something bright, kind of, you know, especially on a, like a gloomy winter day, have some kind of bright clothing. But uh, uh, then there's a, this is something that a lot of guys love basketball. I'm just not that big a basketball fan, never have been. It came right after football, and I was used to tackling people and knocking people over. And so they, I would foul out at about five minutes into every basketball game. So I just never did get into it. But this is uh, called The Joy of Basketball, an encyclopedia of modern game. And it's whether you're married to or dating a uh, crushing in on a basketball obsessive. Given this book by uh, Kooky Hoops, podcasters Ben Didrick and Andrew Kuo on Valentine's Day will score you lots of points. I guess you could sit and talk about stats in basketball, but that would be like the last thing I would be interested in. These tie-in charcoal logs for five, five pounds of these charcoal logs 
uh, they come, um, they discover these Thai charcoal logs made from the wood of a rambutan tree, a renewable resource, were the secret to the most tender, wildly delicious poultry they've ever tasted. When you grill on these things, it's supposed to be incredible. Interesting. And then for the man who's on his feet all day, it's just these rubber, not rubber, wooden little uh, roller things that you put your bare feet on and just go back and forth. That looks like that might feel pretty good, especially the older you get. Anything that uh, can give you, take pain away. And this is for the man every age this would be good for. It is the Drill Brush Bathroom Service Cleaning Kit. Oh, it's got all these scrub brushes. You hook up to your electric drill, and you clean your bathtub or shower with it. I could use that. that every man should have that, and that is uh, that is the one thing that I think everybody. I, I keep telling my son because uh, he's been dating this girl for a while, and they're getting more and more serious. And I said, "Look, if you guys ever get married, you're going to have to take." Uh, more of a fastidious attitude toward cleaning your shower and bathtub. Yep. <laughs> you get a lot of get a lot of crap for that. Well, he's a cowboy, so he comes in. He's been out literally in the dirt wrestling steers and calves, and when they come in, and it's uh, it's like washing a truck in his bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so he's need to be more, more a little more fastidious. Fortunately, she's a cowgirl too, so she understands. All right, those are all of our ideas for Valentine's Day. Uh, good luck, and uh, I hope you can find something for your, your best out there and that they like it. If not, don't blame me. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll be back. We'll wrap this baby up. Da-da, da-da, da-da-da. That's when everybody used to have fun with music, you know? Had all those people yelling and partying in the background. Even if you were bummed out, it made you happy hearing that song. Uh, we got the uh, China balloon brutal poll scramble script for Biden's speech to Congress tonight. Uh, so everybody's saying that, told him that uh, he needs to uh, to talk about the, the China spy balloon, but he says, I'm not changing my uh, speech that I've already written, so forget about that. Said he's um, the Democrats' speechwriters certainly had their work cut out on the weekend as they huddled in the president at Camp David retreat to uh, work out his big State of the Union speech. A photo posted by Biden on Twitter showed a binder with the with the speech, a coffee mug, and biscuits. Getting ready, he said. But the dramatic downing of a huge Chinese balloon by U.S. Air Force fighter jet Saturday left the dangerously unstable relationship with the communist superpower literally looming over the Biden administration. And as two polls published Sunday and Monday show, well under half of Democrats want the 80-year-old Biden to seek a second term in 2024. In other words, his personal sunniness embodied a constant refrain of never having been more optimistic about the country is simply not penetrating. I mean, that's the whole word coming out is that Things are great. We've never had a better employment situation. And and so whatever they do to make things uh, rosy, uh, said on his side will be massive advantages and economy defying multiple predictions of a recession and a power of incumbency, which means he can spend this year and the next traveling on Air Force One to tout his successes. 
But the weekend's news showed that he's up against, even before taking on whoever the Republicans choose as their candidate, Donald Trump or someone new. I think that's what we're, everybody's hearing is they don't want Biden, they don't want Trump. What are young people saying, Kyle? Are they, is everybody wanting a fresh? I think so. I think people my age are kind of over Trump and kind of over Biden at the same time. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think, uh, and then I think I just read where uh, Trump put out some pictures of uh, of uh, uh, Governor, uh, what's his name in Florida? Uh, DeSantis. DeSantis. Uh, partying with high school girls. <laughs> Yeah, well, we all did when we were in high school, you know. <laughs> but it, so you know, I, I just hate it when they get down to this part where they're starting to come up with stuff, and uh, you know, it's just it's the dirtiest side of politics. If they just stuck to the issues, but they don't. And as like I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, if you're a reporter and you go out and you interview people, you, you, you do both sides of the story, and you know both sides are trying to improve their story to make it look like they're they're the on the high ground and the other person's coming from the low ground. And and then when I worked for the sheriff's office and we'd go out and talk to people, everybody lies to the police. I mean, you just count on that. So that's where the job of detectives come in is you have to be able to prove whether these people are lying or not. And uh, and that's where the detective work comes in and, and forensics and being able to say, well, you're saying this, but the evidence shows this, whereas most of us, don't have an opportunity to go to ground zero with evidence. You just have to take these people to on their word. And when they say, yeah, I'm doing this or I didn't do this, and we should be able to believe them. But the thing about it is they can say anything they want, and the media doesn't hold them to their feet to the fire. Nobody does. And it's just like they can say whatever they want to. And uh, then everybody goes, okay, if that's what you say, that's uh, what we're going to do. So, anyway, my advice to everybody is do your homework, read as much as you can about everybody, and try to make it as a educated decision as you can. Um, once again, I want to remind everybody that Jerry Lawler is in the hospital in Florida. He's had uh, apparently a stroke. They say he is talking, but uh, please send your prayers to him for a rapid recovery. He's a great Memphian and a great guy. He's an alum of KWAM. He once had a radio show here when it was over uh, by the uh, school board. And uh, he's uh, going through a tough time right now. But they, Dave Brown talked to him, uh, FaceTimed him this afternoon and said that uh, he was talking and he felt very optimistic after talking to them. And then uh, on another subject, eight more Memphis police officers have been fired in connection with the Tyree uh, beating. Uh, that's not counting uh, the people that have already been suspended or fired. That It's a total now of 13 MPD officers, three fire department employees, and two sheriff's officers, deputies, uh, have been suspended from the uh, sheriff's office. So just uh, that just keeps going. And Tyree's mom is going to be with Jill Biden tonight at the State of the Union address. I saw that just a minute ago. And then uh, tomorrow, uh, well, finish this on tonight. Um, uh, the State of the Union will be done, shown live just on all of the networks. So I don't know what you're planning on watching. I, unless it's an old movie on Turner Classic, you're going to be watching a little bit of the, the the State of the Union. And then tomorrow on Wednesday, Congress begins their first public hearings on President Joe Biden's family, including his son Hunter and his ties. 
uh, to foreign companies. These hearings give the broadcast networks a new opportunity to actually cover these new developments, especially the ones like linked to Joe, also known as the big guy, Biden. Uh, at Newsbusters, they've been documenting here, 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 and here about the big three, ABC, CBS, NBC networks have been censoring the revelations from Hunter's laptop on their evening, morning, and Sunday roundtable shows. It's not just the salacious stories being ignored, drug use, illegal gun possession, hookers, nude photos. It would have been widely covered if it was a Republican president's son. There are more pertinent cases that put a lie to President Biden's 2019 claim that I've never spoken to my son, Hunter, about his overseas business dealings. I mean, they got pictures on his laptop of him with all these leaders. He says he's never spoken to his son about his business dealings, and he's with getting his picture taken with Hunter and all these guys that he says uh, he has no knowledge of. I mean, they got pictures of it. It's not like they just say, uh, you know, oh, I heard he was there. Uh, said first some Hunter Biden's lawyers admitted late Wednesday that the infamous laptop that the now 52-year-old abandoned at a Delaware computer repair shop in the throes of his crack cocaine addiction does indeed belong to him, which they denied forever, said it was stolen, that it was made up, it was Russian misinformation. Uh, ABC, CBS, NBC evening and morning shows, one minute, 45 seconds. Only NBC's February 2nd Today show has covered the story so far. NBC's Kristen Welker reported on Hunter's aggressive new legal strategy, asking the Department of Justice and Delaware Attorney General to criminally investigate some of former President Donald Trump's allies, you know the names, Rudy Giuliani, Steve Bannon, ABC, and CBS haven't aired a single, a second of this latest story. Not, not a second. So you got all of that to look forward to, but it's also a nice evening. So get out and enjoy that, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>